Defend me from my enemies and my neighbors. Hello and welcome to Three in a Row, the podcast where three lads who love football give our candid opinions on all things related to the beautiful game. My name is Tokwe. I'm joined by my boys. Hi, I'm Twaby. Hello guys, my name is Ifatu. Welcome. Yes sir, sometimes our takes are wild, sometimes they're controversial, but they're always honest and we got some common sense. So let's get it. Yes, sir. We've got another special guest in the building, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hey, guys. How you doing? My name is Mazino, and um, I'm an Arsenal fan. Super excited to be here with you guys today. Um, can't wait to share my views and, you know, have a bit of football banter with, with the guys and you, yeah, the yeah. listeners, as well. Yeah, yo. Welcome, Mazino. Welcome. Um, first off, for anybody who was confused, yes, he is indeed an Arsenal fan. Contrary to what you have said. Yeah, yeah. So there was like, there was like a viral post of where um, I decamped and went to Chelsea. <laughs> that was banter. Oh, I beg. <laughs> My heart is red. Arsenal only. I'm I'm glad to hear you say that, man. Because when I saw the post, I thought I thought for real it was legit. It just seemed so legit. This guy is, this guy is a this guy is a deserter. No, he's not a deserter. Nah, listen, no. deserter. Listen, I was I was going through so much pain, so much pain. I just had to, I just had to act out. <laughs> right. It'd be like that sometimes, though. And Manzino, I would always love to get. I like to get fans takes on the state of their club when they come in um so we're definitely going to get your take on Arsenal's season so far uh, or and where you think we can finish what you think that means for next season etc um but yeah usually we start with interesting talking points that have gone on across the world of football um this week literally nothing has happened um Rangers won the Scottish Premier League shout out to Steven Gerrard god bless those guys for taking it away from Celtic, <laughs> giving us some variety. Apparently, there's this thing in Scotland where no team can win 10 in a row, and Scotland was on nine. I, I say Scotland. Celtic, they were on Celtic. nine. Celtic. Yeah. And then Jared yeah. and the lads came up, fit up. I think he's been here, what, for three years? Incredible scenes. I wonder yeah. if he's going to take over Klopp mm-hmm. next. But yeah, because of that, I think we should just go straight into winners and losers this week. Um, there were... A couple of really big games in the Premier League this weekend and even more shocking results, to be honest. So, Ifatu, who are our first winners of the week? Um, I want to give it to Tottenham. What? Surprise, surprise. Yes. Yes. That makes no sense. Before somebody says, before, yeah, no, before somebody says that um, we are blowing our trumpets, Let's let's start. <laughs> they had a more they had a more emphatic win, you know, four yeah. one. Um Hurricane had a party involved in every single goal. Um yeah. uh Gareth Bill seems to be back now. He scored two goals. Um he was also very crucial, like he was also like swinging in so many like crosses and giving him so many chances that Son, you know, missed some of which Son missed rather. Um Annoyingly for my FPL. And and Tottenham have done three in a row in terms of wins. Like they, they they've come off their bad form and they've won the last three games. So I think they deserve to be our first winners. Yeah, fair enough. And Tottenham have been getting a lot of shit from us on the show, especially because I don't like Mourinho at all. So it's it's easy for me to <laughs> because I, I I never really saw Mourinho as um, that great of an attacking manager or a tactical manager, but mm. I. Do, I don't understand how he's getting these guys to score so many goals in games recently. Um, that's that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. A lot of people feel like Mourinho is not an attacking manager, but I actually beg to differ. Because, how? like, Ronaldo scored a potload of goals under him. Milito, and Milito came clutch for him. You know, his trouble winning season at Inter. Like, he scores goals. He's just very pragmatic. That's just the thing. 
Because if you think back to his title-winning season with Madrid, they scored a lot of goals. Yeah, I think and he had like the, the record goals in that season, one round two. Goals yeah, yeah, and I don't. I think, think that's, that's still thing. that's still like that. That record still exists up till date. Yeah, I think. most goals yeah. scored by La Liga team. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's, that's my point of view to look at Mourinho, man. I think your point of view is uh, like I can see where you're coming from, as in you can make an argument for it, but I think it's skewed because as you were describing it to me, it was making sense in the view that Mourinho can get the best out of individuals in teams. So I don't feel like he's coaching the attack to be great, but he's coaching the team around getting, let's say, one particular player in the right positions to be most effective. So he's doing it now with Harry Kane. As you said, Ronaldo went off, Milito went off. He has done it with Drogba before, as well when he was with Chelsea. So I think he's just really good at finding the man, the target, the target man or... Yeah, but do you know, do you know, do you know the thing about that? The funny thing about that is that Harry Kane is not the target man. Like, Harry Kane, Especially because I watched this last game, Hurricane was not even in the box. Like Son was making a lot of runs, like a lot more runs into the box than Hurricane did. Hurricane was like almost in midfield, you know. He was orchestrating things, dropping back for Son and Bill to, you know, run into the, um, you know, to the flanks or, or or into the box, if you like, you know. But somehow, maybe towards maybe like in in some in certain like moments in the game, he just switches, you know, and maybe moves into the box for a bit, and that's when that's when some of the magic. Starts to happen, but Timing. did you see his goal, guy? Did you insane. see his goal? Top insane. Insane. Yeah, hey, yeah. God. That's like a yeah. major shot for the goal box. of the season. Yo, yeah. as in, outside the box, sweeping touch, like that was that was vicious. To say the the angle didn't even make sense. Like, like, do you understand what exactly. I mean? The angle yeah. that when he shot the ball in, like when you just shoot have to it that way, wow. players don't. Players don't hit it like that. Go to the left. Right? He's not. He's not. He's not a normal player. He's not an average player. Oh yeah, we've been doing this. I mean, I'm just going to say this now. This is my candidate, and even if he does not, even if he breaks his leg now, this is, has to be the player of the season, in my opinion. Well, Harry, nah, I mean, Harry that's Kane. Just, that's Harry just Kane. Your, that's just your agenda, bro. Relax on that. How is that oh, my agenda? Yeah. Most assists in the league. <laughs> most assists. Yeah, in the he league. has second he has, most goals. He has in the most league. assists. He has most yeah, assists in the league. That, that's he right. Has, I think. I think. You know, playing under Mourinho, he's become more of a complete striker. Mm. You know yes. Yeah. It's because yeah. like, it, Mourinho is leveraging that idea of having Hurricane drop back and then using Son, Bill, Lucas to run. His passing is just as good as his scoring. Yeah, he's a quarterback, like, man. He's such a good passer, Hurricane. Hurricane is a stud. He's a quarterback, man. Honestly, like. Every season, I'm more and more impressed with this guy's technical capability. I just wish he had yeah. left our, our winners this week, Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, but but I I, I really like like your shout to talk about because like it just goes to show that like not enough like they've not made enough noise about Hurricane this season because look he 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 has you know second most goals, most assists, and he's always had this sort of numbers like date back to two weeks ago, three weeks ago, one month mm-hmm. ago. You know, he was always, you know, high up there in the goals plus assists, you know, rankings. He was he was there, top, top, along with Bruno. Maybe every now and then he would change exchange Bruno. But he was mostly, you know, at the top of that distance. So why is no one talking about him? Especially because he has done it in less games since he was injured for, you know, quite, you know, some time this season as well. I think it's because we know what Harry Kane is capable of already, like... It's not. It's not news. It's not like. It's not like he's doing something new. He's but not it's like English. Like everything should work in his favor. Um, uh, it's just it a bit is, off, though. I think. Is, uh, and in the Euros, it shall work in his favor in Jesus' name. Are you trying to like? Do, are you supporting England for the Euros? For the Euros, yeah, of course. Yeah. I Euro? am. Yeah. Suppose I don't know, man. I just don't. I just don't like. Mazino. Mazino. People are happy. You like it, where? I'm surprised though. I would, I would expect you to support. Mazino is literally Euros. British, like yeah, 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 yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. you support I mean, an English team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's fine, man. That's fine and all, but like, I just don't like British people being happy. Like, <laughs> why are you so happy? <laughs> nah, I'm just messing around. The thing is, yeah, 
they got so excited for the World Cup, you know, saying it's coming home, it's coming home, and I felt so much joy when it did not come home. Wow. So, oh. so you're you know, up. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm on up all the way. So Euros, why you supporting? Me. Man, you know what? Euros, I just, I just want to see a good competition, Fair to enough. be honest with you, because... Because that's that's just it, right? I'm not trying. To, I don't want the French team to win. They've had too much success with this end. And you know what? I think I'd like to see Belgium actually live up to their potential. To be honest, mm, because that's a good they're such a star-studded, they're such a star-studded team. It hasn't actually materialized into trophies. Yeah, so I see. What I'd you like mean. to see that. Although I think the, this generation of Belgian football might just be getting past them and the new star-studded team that's underperforming in, is England, which I say like every episode. But <laughs> I'm ready to see Sakalino and the boys showing off some footwork. <laughs> that's and, Sakalino. Right? <laughs> right? Like, right? I, I, I just love, like, even if I wasn't British or anything like that, like, guy, just watching Premier League, watching these guys ball every week. I just have that affinity. Like, yeah, I definitely, I definitely like England. I definitely support England. I mean, I like a couple of other teams, but I definitely am supporting England in the US. Yes. <laughs> um, you know what? You know what? I would like to see England win it as well. I was just messing around because, you know, my, my boy, my boy, Tammy, I hope he gets, gets called up for the Euros. Yeah. Oh, well, he must be your boy for real because Tammy's not getting anywhere near my team. <laughs> no, he's, he's going to get the call up. Don't worry. Don't worry. Wait, wait no, if, if Tammy Abraham gets the call up, then Southgate out. I already feel strongly about Southgate, but if you should do that, nah. nah I actually, actually think South, Southgate is a bit of a risk, man, to be honest. He's more right. than a bit of a waste, man. <laughs> I feel like you have a strong agenda against him. I do. I do. Like, <laughs> I think we, we need more of a tactician. Like, we need to take advantage of what England has at his disposal now. The same mistake yeah, that England made strength, with them. Lampard, scores, and Gerard generation was hiring shit managers all the time. They were putting them out of position and doing the wrong things with the team. They're going to do that again with Southgate, I feel, but... Anyway, let's see. Okay. Let's see what happens. Okay, so 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 you're in charge of the English FA and mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to hire someone. Who's yes. your who's your shout? Go. In like Wenger. three seconds. Give Arsene us a Wenger. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's whoa. easy, bro. It's easy. Whoa! Wenger. That would be crazy, you know. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> Yo, I better leave the boss alone. Let him enjoy his retirement. Ah, but he's, he's, you know, he's running that. things in FIFA. I yeah, know, well, suggesting title. like some kind of new offside situation. He's trying to further the game, but uh, if we could get one manager off the top of my dome, that's realistic as well. I feel like Arsene, yeah. Arsene is such a good shout. And uh, man, who would love to see that? Um, Venga managing an English team. That would be epic. Yeah. That's going to be so exciting, honestly. We divert from Mourinho, though. We divert to... <laughs> <laughs> and Apaz, I mean, we might just have to agree to disagree um, in terms of him and his attacking ability. I don't know how he does it. I think he's one of those guys that just... I think it's selective. I think it's selective. It's against some other, some smaller teams, he can decide to go all out. And against some teams where maybe there's more to lose or there's more at stake, he, you know, holds his cards a little closer to his chest and, you know, doesn't, you know, let the dogs loose, you know, as much as he would against, you know, this one. This season, I think Tottenham in Euro, you know, because, you know, Tottenham just celebrated like 100 goals. He's second team to score 100 goals in Europe after Bayern Munich. This so they've scored Yo. like second most goals in Europe this season. That's top time. Yes, yeah. I think he just tell, I, I think he just that. tells them to go and ball. Like it doesn't. It just tells them. It's to in all ball. competitions. Yeah, because you fall so, your so, fronts, just do your thing. Like just yes. Yeah, yeah. So themselves. they've had a couple of those large margin wins against yeah, six, six two you know, against smaller United. teams in the Europa League. You say it's smaller team in the Europa League, that... but also at Old Trafford. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, in the, in the Premier League... It was 6-1. It was 6-1. 6-1. And, and um, Tottenham, Tottenham have scored 46 goals in, 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 the, in the Premier League. So they're not first, second, or even third for goals um, in Premier League. That's why I'm not talking about their Premier League um, goals, because it's just 46. It's less than half of Fair the enough. goals they've scored this season. 
you know, it's more of in the Europa League and the smaller competitions. And they played a lot of games in Europa League, a lot of games, because they had to qualify for Europa League. Qualify, yes. And he was yes, playing yes, Son yes. and Kane. I remember, Mourinho is a tough guy. But anyway, congratulations no, to Spurs. The okay. question is, Manzino, sorry, I have a question. Yeah. Do, you think, yeah, um, do you think Tottenham can make top four this season? Oh, that's, a, that's a very tough one, but you know what? Mm-hmm. To be to be honest, yes, I actually think they can make wow. top four. Okay, yeah. I have a follow up. Like, 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 okay, go on. Then. No, but go on. Finish your point. No, I just, I just, with the way they are scoring and with like Gareth Bale sort of like resurgence, you know, he has found form. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that if they, if they are able to erase their normal spursy behavior. Of bottling things, I think they can do it because, to be honest, how many teams in the league in the top six can't they beat? Let's keep it real. I think that they can on a good day. Yeah. They, they already can, beat. They, can, they, they can already beat, beat Manchester City on a good day. They exactly. already beat Manchester City. They beat Man United. Exactly, and I think that this Liverpool man, the way they are doing anyhow right now, if Mourinho should catch club on a good day. <laughs> it's hot. Tottenham have a game in hand and are currently two points ahead of Liverpool. Um, exactly. So that, but they are actually um, like eight points behind Leicester City, who are in third, but also with a yes. game in hand. Do you think they can usurp that gap? Fifty-three points for Leicester, forty-five points for Tottenham. You're telling me they can do it? Yeah, I think that they can. Oh, Leicester now. It's Chelsea. I think that. Now. No, no, no but I think I think Chelsea will go. Leicester third. I just think Chelsea will go clear eventually. Oh yeah, yes. Chelsea are, are getting closer to Manchester United. Like mm. it's going to happen. But like I think Leicester, Leicester will fall off. That's just how I feel. Because a couple of a couple of injuries, and they don't have that mentality or squad depth to hold their position. That's how I see it. Because yeah. if you look at it. Of recent, like their form has dropped, and why? Maddie has been injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Madison like, as well. When, exactly, and when when Brodakelechi feels like turning up, that's when he turns up. He does not turn up when we need him to turn up all. Brodakelechi has been feeling like Brodakelechi. Brodakelechi scored two goals recently. Yeah, now that's what I'm saying. He turns up when he feels like because there's so many matches that he did not score, and we're relying on him. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. you don't know when Kelechi he's, he's he's hot and cold. So yeah. I don't know man. Please, I just guys, feel like Leicester can please guys, Tottenham. Tottenham are two points away from Chelsea. Mm-hmm. In fourth, they are two points mm-hmm. away. Um, no, Tottenham are not two points away from Chelsea, your brother. Check well, they're five points. Are away. they not? They are. They are they five are. points with a game in hand. Uh okay, because Chelsea just won a game. Chelsea just won a game. So so yeah. so um they are five points away with a game in hand. So potentially, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So I don't think it's that difficult. I don't think it's that difficult. I think they bear they, in they mind definitely make it. But Chelsea ahead of Tottenham, like we also. have uh West Ham and Everton still. And West Ham are winning ahead the of, ahead of ahead of Tottenham. Yeah, so Tottenham are currently seventh in the Yeah, league. West Ham are currently yeah, because and West Ham are fifth. Yeah, yeah, but West Ham is yes, West Ham yeah. is playing United next at Old Trafford. I don't think it's going to end well for them. Ah, uh, <laughs> what's that? What's that? Mazim, that's important. Did you say you don't think it's going to end well for United for West Ham? No, for West Ham, bro. Oh, for West Ham. Okay. okay. Yeah, United fans. I was going to hear from United fans always looking to catch yeah, but... subs. No, 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 but you, you, you know what? Like our home record has been ridiculously dodgy, and now that we are riding on a high wave, um, I think we should just get into our second winners. Um, of yeah, the, of uh, or, or rather our first losers. First, um, okay, first losers. Yeah, uh, our first losers of the week. This one is a bit more challenging, uh, I think. Um, but actually, it's pretty obvious. Liverpool, guys, let's talk about Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool lost one nil to Fulham. This weekend, um, edging Fulham closer towards the reality of actually staying up, you know, and they might just do it for me and kick Brighton out of this league once and for all. But for now, no. do you have an agenda against Brighton? 
Yeah, bro, I have a I have an agenda against Bright Brighton fans, <laughs> really specifically. They showed me Pepe um in, in, in this life, in real life, when when they beat Arsenal. Um oh, a couple of times, couple of times uh, I've encountered Brighton fans in real life at Emirates and like outside. They just they embarrass me, fam. So it's on site. <laughs> Brighton is the yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> what's going on at Liverpool, guys? Like the the point we have on the agenda is like our club's day is numbered. As should they be numbered? Liverpool are currently eighth in the league, eighth position in the league. These are the defending champions. Um, only six points behind Arsenal. I'd be five points <laughs> behind Arsenal, who are in tenth position ahead of Arsenal. I'd be sorry, ahead of Arsenal. What what is going on if I tune? Yeah, so implosion in Liverpool. Um... I, I now feel like it's a question of mentality within the players in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Salah doesn't look like he's up for it anymore. Anymore, you know, he seems disgruntled. I don't know what what about. You know, did you see what his I've agent tweeted? Talks of a new contract. No, no. What, what did his agent tweet? Oh, see drama. So when Liverpool were losing one 0 to Chelsea last week, um, you know. Klopp subbed Salah off at like 68 minutes, something like that. Yes, and Salah, and then, Salah was visibly unhappy. Salah was visibly unhappy. And then his yeah. agent just tweeted, full stop. Sent it. Right. I did Guy. not know that. Guy. Scenes. People went in on him, Sha. Oh. Wow. So what, like, he's trying to make a point now. Oh, no. So what? They have to cash in on Salah. He wants, I think he wants the mega, mega contract. Liverpool are not offering him the kind of money that he wants or he feels he could get elsewhere, potentially. Yeah, you know, and um, now all of this is happening. You know, Liverpool have to cash in. You know, they have to cash in. They have to sell him off. And and I don't know, look, look, you know, to find somebody else elsewhere. I mean, I don't think Salah alone or, you know, Salah alone is enough, you know, to bring, you know, the whole of Liverpool down like this, you know, so there has to be more going on within that team. I think, um, well, okay, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I mean, I was just going to say, I think if, after watching that Chelsea game, then I started to get really worried for Liverpool because that was the first match this season that I've watched them play that they visibly looked average guy, like, Average. They never looked like they were ever going to score a goal in that game. No potency from that attack. And it just feels like all those years where people have been saying Liverpool are going to need to start thinking of replacing their front three. They're going to need to start signing Timo Werner and the likes. Um, it's all happening now. Like, it's all coming to a head now. And the team is just lacking freshness. Players that once upon a time, it was like, wow, how has Klopp transformed this guy into the beast that he is today? They're now looking like the average players that he signed originally. Like them, Wijnaldum, Robertson, all these guys that he converted into world-class players. It's all falling apart. And I think Klopp is one of those managers that it requires a lot of effort and energy from his players. And after a certain point, he can just get burnout where they have reached a high, they've done so well, and then they can't replicate the same again in the next season. And of course, they've had the injuries and all. Um, but I remember in Klopp's last season at Dortmund, this was the same P that happened, bro. They finished mid-table that season before he left for Liverpool. And it was like burnout. But <clears throat> I don't know what he can do okay. to change. Okay, so are you, are you basically Bruh. saying Klopp's philosophy mm-hmm. is not sustainable? I think Klopp's philosophy is not sustainable with the same players over a long period of time. Okay. I think okay, Klopp's philosophy sense. requires freshness. It requires, you know, hunger physically and mentally. Like somebody, like so, they signed Jota, they signed Thiago. The summer was, didn't actually look that bad on paper, right? But we couldn't have accounted for all the injuries. They had the best summer. They had the best summer. I don't, Chelsea had the best summer now. We did not know they had this defensive. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, after Chelsea, then after, come on, they signed Thiago. Like, do, do you know the potential? Like, do you know how that that transfer was perceived? You know, before we actually saw the reality of of it. Yes, now we know what we're really Rooney said. had come out to say that. Yeah, you know, like, come on, everybody expected the world of Liverpool, and 
this is just not you know okay. the excuses just can't fly this is unacceptable bro like yes unacceptable. Well, I mean, you've been well, in... you know what? i think i think liverpool are a victim of their system because um venga explained it perfectly in some um being sports um segments that he did it's because they press so high and they have two quick and agile defenders in gomez and van dijk Mm-hmm. it allows the full backs to push forward as well and then they can send long balls in and Salah and Mane and Firmino win the ball up high and then they just rush you and score but they can't do that anymore because they don't have the backline to do it and then they lost yeah. Henderson as well lost Henderson they lost Fabinho mm-hmm. a lot of problems so yeah. i think that's that's they're suffering from you know a structural problem right now and then it seems like Klopp yes. just doesn't doesn't have the answers because i feel like he doesn't have the players to play his style if that makes sense yeah they lost their backbone like i see what you yeah, mean yeah and and it seems like he doesn't want to try another formation because a manager like mourinho would be trying another formation at this point in time i mean but do you, blame, I do you blame Klopp for that uh, like surely mazino loves mazino loves mourinho surely the like They've already built so much <laughs> success on the grounds of their current tactics. Like, I don't do yeah, blame Klopp for sticking to it even uh, through the injury uh, crisis. I mean, you know, they say, you know, they say if you're not broken, you know, don't, fix it. don't throw it away or don't fix it. There we go, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like maybe he feels like, ah, I have to stick to my philosophy mm-hmm. and stuff, but we that are outside can see that it's not working. And... Obviously, you being the manager of the club, you have to make sure that you are convicted in everything you do. Otherwise, you know, your players start looking at you like, this guy is confused. So maybe he, he has to stick to his philosophy because that's what works for him. I mean, that's what got him the league and Champions League. Mm-hmm. But, but it's clear that he doesn't have the players to play what he wants to play. And it's just very unfortunate. But you know what? I'm convinced that next season, Liverpool are coming back with a shout. Facts. I agree. But do you think they should do you think they should do it with the same front three or should they actually be looking to sell some of these guys now and get find replacements? Um no, same front three is fine because mm-hmm. I think those guys still have the same hunger because okay, you, you know, you're talking earlier about Salah's agents, you know, staring pot and stuff like that, but where is Salah going to go given mm-hmm. the current financial climate of the ball? We know that Real Madrid is not going to splash cash. No. They are not. Not after what exactly. happened with Hazard. Exactly. And then, who else can afford Salah? Barcelona are broke after their president did some dodgy things with their money. Mm-hmm. And then, um, PSG have Neymar and Mbappé on their books. <laughs> they're, and they're about to make the Icardi signing permanent, I believe, um, for next season. So, like, why would they spend money on another forward? It doesn't make sense. And Liverpool will never sell to Man City. Like, they would rather shoot themselves. Uh, so, where is Salah going to go, realistically? That's a great question, Mazino. That's a great question. Uh, There's not enough money like he's stuck. out there to sign players like Salah. I think if... Exactly. Yeah. I mean, swap deals are possible. There's other avenues. Uh, <laughs> they will never do a swap deal for Mohamed Salah. No, that's never happening. Maybe swap on some cash. I don't know. I'm trying to make it work for the guy because true, true. <laughs> I don't know. It might be time for him to do something different because he's already achieved all he can achieve at Liverpool. Won the Champions League and the league. Fair enough. Might as well have like one last opportunity to cash out. From a more selfish personal perspective, he can go to um, Barcelona or Madrid and just collect money. Even though I don't think anything is going to happen if he should leave Liverpool in terms of trophies. Can go and find out what's out there. Maybe new giants will emerge like Inter Milan and stuff, you know, after they win the Scudetto this season. You must really, uh-huh. really, really like Inter Milan. Yeah, I, I love yeah, Inter. I was just thinking that. You, I love Inter. Inter fan, aren't you? I'm, yeah, I'm just a fan of any. I wouldn't say I'm an, I mean, I'm an Inter fan. I'm just a, right now a fan of anybody that's not Juve lifting the, lifting the Scudetto. And I just think Inter Milan has the best chance. And I don't really like. I don't like the way AC Milan has been running their club for the last couple of years, even though they're on the right track now. So that's what led me towards Inter Milan. 
Anyway, let's move on to our next winner of the week. And it's fairly obvious who they're going to be. It's United. United. They finally <laughs> ended City's winning streak. High on the games long. 2-0 to United over the weekend. Guy, I was in shock, in disbelief. I could not believe what I was seeing when it was 2-0. <laughs> if I had to, can you talk to us about how you're feeling? Obviously, as a United fan, fan I'm absolutely excited. Um, I mean, we've ended City's win streak whilst maintaining our our away, you know, our you know, we haven't lost away in, in, in a really long time, right? Like yeah, since last yeah, season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that is unbelievable. Yeah, yes, and it's still it's still like people are not talking about it, but it's still you know it's still intact that record. And over a year, going. guys, over one year, we are still going. Lost the way. Yeah. And only is still going. <laughs> As yeah. in, you, I think I think in like five games or so they would break or equal Arsenal's record because Arsenal holds the record for um, longest unbeaten um, games away from home. I think it's twenty-seven or so. Oh wow! Nasty. Yeah, yeah. That would so, give yeah. me a lot of that would give me a lot of pleasure. <laughs> Guy, please, yeah. please, please, please! I need to get that from you. Nasty. To take that record of us now would give me a whole lot of pleasure. But yeah, um, we 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 also we also like played quite well. We executed game plan perfectly. Um, Martial like showed um, um, stints of like the old Martial that we are used to, especially at the beginning of the game. You know, we went at them real quick, you know, got a fair and square penalty, which Bruno rightfully buried to end the user's talk of people chatting that he doesn't score against. It does not end teams. the talk. Oh. <laughs> Why? Oh, because he scored a penalty. It does not end the talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys are yeah, really... We're not saying he doesn't score. We're saying he does not perform at all. He does not perform. Mm-hmm. He did not perform yesterday. He tried. Not really. No, I don't think he was the star of the game, man. He didn't. He didn't give us his usual Bruno Fernandez magic. That's my opinion, bro. Okay, so he was for him to perform. He has to be the star of the game. Yes, not necessarily. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the point. But not necessarily. I I think that there were about four or five United players that had a more solid game than him. Then, then you then you have to talking about the defense. Because if you're talking about like you know from midfield to attack, there's not much that, that you know that went on there that, that you can see was better than Bruno Fernandez. But yes, I I agree. I agree. I'll give I'll give the plaudits to you know to the full backs to Wambisaka and Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw was on blood. Yo, Luke Shaw right now has created I think the most chances. Um, England's left know, back of any. Good. You know, like they're playing so well. Lindelof had. You know, a huge game against Manchester City. You know, he played so well. You know, which is, I mean, unusual of him. But uh, apparently, he plays well in the big games. Harry Maguire too was quite a presence. So, I mean, <laughs> I am, I am, I am, I am over the moon. That's that, that's all I can say. I'm over the moon. Ole has now beat Pep away at the Etihad three seasons in a row, back to back to back. Whoa, strangle, stranglehold, man. So, I mean, here's my thing. What's going on at United? Are you guys happy with, like, Ole and the situation? Or is it not? Because when you drew new-new with City, uh, with the uh, Crystal Palace just before this game, guy, mm-hmm. my social media was in uproar. Ole out. What the fuck is all of this? Blah, 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 blah. Three draws in a row. We know they do it again. Blah, blah, blah. What's... I think it's a, I, I, I think it's a thing of... of entitlement united fans are entitled to you know i feel they feel they feel like they should always belong to the top and they don't like to miss out on any opportunity you know to get anything they feel is an opportunity to get towards the top you know it's also expectations as well come on united expected to beat crystal palace so obviously when we don't win in a situation where we are you know i mean we are potentially trying to close the gap you know mm-hmm. with city who are also like so far ahead anyway you know mm-hmm. You, you know, dropping points to Crystal Palace just shows, right? Don't you have any? Um, don't you have any purpose? Don't you have any ambition? You know, come on. Yeah. You know, I do. Yes, I because Crystal Palace are not playing particularly well. Like they do not have Zaha. You know, um, like 
everybody was every every other team had been feasting on Crystal Palace until they came to United, and then you know they got a bit of confidence by taking it away draw, and then Tottenham slapped them. <laughs> Subsequently, yep, brought back to their level, back to their level. Yeah. Hmm. So I do you think the conversation of whether or not Oli is the right man for United needs to stop, or do you think that's something that will always be there as long as he's in charge? I don't think it's possible for the conversation about you know uh, uh, you know only being sacked and another manager coming in uh, to stop, but that conversation will never stop. It's always going to be there, you know. But um, I I feel like the pressure is unfair. You know the you know like who else is out there? You know what are you doing? The man is not performing too badly. We are currently second in the league. You know, obviously, like I, I, it's bad when when we when we draw to Crystal Palace. There's no doubt about that. It's bad when we can beat in Liverpool that everyone is beating, but then we draw. It's bad. There's no doubt about. It. Well, how do you go about addressing it? That's the problem. I don't like that. They are calling for his head. They call for you know make you know, constructive criticism. You know, say you know say something that you know that could literally you know translate in a change. You know, with way with way the team plays. Not you know, Ole is Ole out, Ole is not. You know, like he has not done enough to 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 to, to you know to deserve that. That's what? all I'm saying. Because we are still we are still in the cup competitions. You know, we and we always go wow. quite far. Yeah. Consistently as well, you understand. So even if this is a young manager that does not know how to get to the finals or does not know how to, you know, that, that hasn't quite gotten there yet, you understand. Bashing him unnecessarily, it's not going to be, you know, help get any better. You know, maybe a little bit of support, positivity, you know, constructive criticism. Pino. You know, maybe a little bit of that could help. Yeah, I I I, you know? I hear that. Um, so what do you think? And this is just like I know I'm catching you off guard with this question, but what do you think you need to do to reach the level of City or Liverpool last season to be able to actually properly challenge for the league? What is missing? Um, first of all, it's I, I think it's going to be a mentality within the squad. The players need to you know believe and feel they're capable and you know be a bit hungry for it. You know they should they should feel this is my time. You know, and that is going to happen naturally over time. You see how hungry Bruno Fernandes is. You know, he, he left, he got subbed off the game and was standing behind Ole, you know, looking at the game, trying to, you know, you know, he, he if his mind could, could be a player, you know, he would score a couple goals too. <laughs> um, I just feel the, the, the team also does not have like, you know, they're not fully star-studded, you know. Maybe they need in, in another defender, maybe one or two. Just, just another Bruno's, just another player to just come in and and um, be specific be that in, in what position. Because honestly, 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 I think right now the most obvious one is the right right wing position. But honestly, I feel like it could be any position. It could be, it could be, it could even be Dean Henderson. You know, coming coming into the team as now the first team goalkeeper. You know, that mm. would be that, you know, it's it, it, for me, it's, it's now more of a personality thing. It's not a personality thing. Somebody to come into the team and just establish himself as, okay, a, kit, a, a catalyst for us to do better. When it's new, new, what are you guys doing? Wake up, wake up, wake up. We can't draw this game. <laughs> so you're saying United is essentially one piece away from being the complete puzzle. I feel so. I feel so. Yeah, it's hard to argue with because your team is great, realistically. I think... <laughs> Like I don't think it's one piece, so I think I think they need a proper number nine, and I think mm-hmm. they need a DM like that's a Facts. destroyer, like Facts. NDD. Facts. If they that's... can land NDD and then leave Paul Pogba and whoever Bruno. is next, and Bruno Fernandez, the most creative guys in the midfield, just play 4 3 3 with NDD in, in front of the back four. And then Bruno and Pogba in the midfield doing whatever they like. And then a solid front three with like maybe Rashford, Greenwood, Cavani, or whatever. That's that's how I see it. And Mason. Yeah. Yeah, I think what you said there that's really important is that defensive midfielder holding midfield role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, um, I, yeah, I don't think it, Fred, it, Matic, McTominay quite cuts it. Although McTominay is impressive. It's It's... Like it's it's so unusual because like for example yesterday's game against Manchester City is another um you know 
it's another point to say that Fred and McTominay work in midfield. You know, because we also have to forget, um, you, we can't also forget that Manchester City's midfield were not allowed to be as dominant as they usually are in games. You know, because of the work rates of, of, of Fred, Fred and McTominay and discipline of McTominay. Yes, so, yes, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. But can they do that on a consistent basis? Because let's keep it, let's keep it real here, right? Don't get me wrong. United played very well, but Manchester City were caught lacking, man. They had a really bad day at the office. So my point now is: can Fred and McTominay do it on a day where City house for blood? Can they do it? That's the question. I don't think uh, I I don't think uh, City had a really bad day at the office. They were just not able to execute execute their game plan. Um, they did not play particularly poorly. Um, I think Sterling had one really big chance that he could have started away. But I, I, apart from that, I don't I don't think they had any. I don't, I don't think they had any other. You know, looking at looking at the stats of the game, you know. They had the same shots on target as Manchester United, only that they, they, they had, you know, um, I think 15 more shots in general, mm-hmm. you know, but, but but the same number of shots on target, you know. So, that's just, I mean, now. when you talk about big chances, looking at the statistics again, Manchester City had two big chances and Man United had three big chances. Yeah, there was a chance that Martial you know? should have buried. Exactly. You know, so so Martial is not um, the guy, by the way. Can I just say side note? He's not the guy selling. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Marcel is not the guy. Not, he should have kept the kaku, mate. That makes lie. me so sad, man. That that actually makes me so sad. And I think it's also a thing of mentality as well. I don't think he has the right attitude to no. even like compete uh, you know, uh, you know, to be a champion. You know, I, th- I feel like he, he's he's a bit spoiled and he probably thinks the world should, you know, conform to you know, his desires and whims, and, and, and I don't really like that about him. So uh, he's a talented boy, he's a talented lad, no, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, but that's what happens when yeah, they pay 35 mil. You. When they I pay 35 mil for you. Um, he's not the one anymore. He's not the 19 one. 19-year-old. Martial is not the one, man. Garrett. That's so sad, man. That's my advice. So sad for me. But anyway, congratulations to Olya United, man. It was... You shocked the whole. Premier. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's a situation of congr- I mean, okay, congratulations for the dub, I, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not something that I. I that's the thing I don't like about United fans as well. You know, we're going to get ahead of ourselves. We're going to start talking <laughs> smack. You know, um, you know, maybe we even say we are better than Manchester City since we got four points off them. Um, 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 you know, and, and City are probably still going to win the league. You know, I, I don't want it to be a criteria for us to make noise. You know. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You got a W. You know, other teams get Ws as well. You know, shut up. You know, and look forward to the next game. I hope and pray that we don't, you know, beat up with the Giants and then lose to the Ants. As we've done in the past. Or you have done. As past. we've done so many times in the past. Yeah. yeah. Is it Rome wasn't built in a day? Trust the process. Um, let's move yeah. on. Trust to, the process, bro. Let's that's, get that's, to... that's literally my motto for Man United right now. Makes sense. Um, so finally, then let's look at the last losers of the week. And I want to nominate us now because we have Manzino. I know we talk about no, Arsenal no, now because it's not a goalless draw. It's not a goalless draw. Don't nominate us now. Nominate, ah. nominate uh, uh, Sheffield, <laughs> nominate Sheffield <laughs> or Aston Villa. Aston Villa, Guy, Aston Villa. No, let's nobody, nominate Aston Villa. Yeah, but the truth is, nobody cares about Sheffield or Aston Villa. Ah, <laughs> ah, she- Sheffield been so. no, no, Sheffield been going down. Like, come that's on, so. Sheffield United is, is statistically the worst team in Premier League history right now. Like, they been, uh, uh, I mean, I know no, that no, statistically, no, 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 no. I, think, but, I think, I think it's derby, it's still derby. No, uh, statistically speaking. As in, in terms of their results, I think Sheffield is worse. They've only won four games. Okay, yeah, but like, um, Derby still has the lowest points in oh, the really? history. How many games is more than West Brom in three? But okay, please let's nominate Arsenal today. I second. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely, I'll just be sarcastic now. Obviously, <laughs> Arsenal had a very disappointing draw against Burnley. Which very, we very about disappointing that. draw against Burnley, man. And it was just in the game where I thought. For sure, you know, we're just going to start getting some of these stuff under our belt, you know what I mean? Just get some momentum because I think the team is playing well right now. Um, 
But yeah, Manzino, as I said, I would love mm. to get your take on not just the performance, <laughs> but Mikel Arteta, Arsenal Football mm-hmm. Club, the state of everything, because we have some okay. different opinions okay. here. Okay, 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 okay. No, Allah. Right, so I'll start off with the match against Burnley. Uh-huh. Now, my opinion is that Granit Xhaka does not add anything to that team whatsoever. I don't care what anyone uh-huh. says. My issue with him... You were buzzing when he scored the free kick against Chelsea, though. Oh, guy, feel me, man. We're Support your players about, now. We're talking, about, we're talking about, like, you know, his normal day-to-day contribution. He's not <laughs> going to bang in a free kick. He's not going to bang in a free kick every game. So let's let's talk about yeah. you know, how much Fair of point. a liability he is. He My is. main issue with him is that he's so one-footed. And that causes so much problems with our transitional play. How can you be so one-footed as a professional player? He can't trap the ball with his right foot. He can't pass with his right foot. He's so one-dimensional. He can't dribble. Like, bro, what are you doing? It drives me insane. And, like, this is why I'll never take my hands off his neck because I don't play football close to professional level. And I'm left-footed. But I can give you an accurate cross with my right foot. So why are you telling me that a professional footballer that plays for Arsenal Football Club could not chip the ball over to David Luiz in that kind of situation. Do you get what I'm saying? First of all, he didn't even need to take a touch. Mistake. Why did he have exactly. to take a touch there? Exactly. Exactly. Bro, or at least pass it back to Leno. And you know that Leno boot it, boot it straight forward. Why? 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 Shaka frustrates me so much. Oh, like, man. if I had my way, it would be in Rubin Kazan right now. I would have Kai. sent him to Rubin Kazan. <laughs> Just by playing Russian League. Manzino, because, I'm rubbing like, my hands because you're speaking my language. <laughs> Honestly. Bro, like, so the good. guy drives me nuts. And then he's so he's so erratic as well. Like, dude, you don't get to be erratic when you're such a shit player. Like, relax. <laughs> like, we, 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 all, we all let Suarez and his madness go because mm-hmm. that guy is El Fistolero. Like, you know, he can bang in goals anytime he feels like. But then you, what is your merit in this life? I say you. Just bust my head, man. But um, generally speaking, I actually feel like Arsenal is going in the right direction. And the only reason I say this is because I have faith in Mikel Arteta. Oh, I yes. Can, I can see oh. what he's trying to do. Because when Emery was in charge, when Emery was in charge, I could not see an identity. I could not see, you know, progress. But then with Mikel, I think that if he has the right players, we will definitely play sexy football like Le, Le Boss used to say sexy football we like to see sexy football and I think that's what's going to come back to the Emirates once Mikel Arteta has all his pieces in place because you can see that he's a very ruthless guy once you're not on board, do you see him do you see him ever having all, all his pieces in place of course that's a good question I, because that's... I think that the board is right behind him as well and I think him yeah. Edu and um, Vinay they're working closely together along with Josh. They Crosby. just got someone else, you know. They just oh, got for real? Um, yeah, they got somebody to handle the player contract negotiations. Um, okay. I can't remember okay. his name, but he's coming in. He works for the FA right now, but from next season, he's going to be coming in. To okay, exactly. Now, well. now, this is my point. They are making all these internal changes as well. And that tells me that the club is moving in the right direction, or at least making an attempt to move in the right direction. And that's what I like to see. I really think that Michael Arteta has the right philosophy and the right temperament and the right ideas to give us the kind of entertaining football that we love to see at the Emirates. So, in my in my opinion, I think that we need to give him time, and Arsenal is definitely going to you know be playing some really interesting football. Now, whether we actually win trophies, that remains to be seen. And by trophies, I'm not talking about FA Cup. FA Cup is a household name. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> Premier League, bro. I need to win the league. Do you know yeah, it's a dream. how much I crave a Premier League title? It's, a, it's, <laughs> like, a dream. it's insane. It's a dream. You don't, bro, you don't know. I was telling these guys last week, like, the the amount I crave it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's insane. Like, Dude. the day that we get that, I might run mad, bro. Bro. Like, I'm booking a bro. ticket somewhere. That day, bro. Like, oh god, my yes. younger brother will not hear the end of it. Oh my god, all these people that love seeing me in pain, 
<laughs> bro, everybody's gonna hit us now that day. That's just facts, bro. But, everybody will hit me. <laughs> but I, I like bro. to touch on some things you said there, though, that I thought were really, really key, and also yeah. some possible questions I have as well. So I completely, yeah. completely agree with your assessment of Granite Jacker. Um, but I, I would like to caveat that by saying, unfortunately, he has been one of our, if not our best player since this resurgence that we have had in January. Would you agree? Um, I would agree because I think that the way Mikel has set up the team, he set it up to mitigate the risks that Shaka brings to the team. Mm. And honestly speaking, if I had my way, I'll just throw him out so that we don't have yeah. to get to risk. <laughs> Arteta is making Shaka look cycle. like a Rolls Royce. Honestly. Like, <laughs> he's yeah, controlling like, games um, with his one foot. Especially when, they, when there's Thomas Party on the pitch. He oh, makes Shaka look like a Rolls Royce, bro. Like yeah. you said, Party covers up for Shaka's inadequacies like crazy. Like and crazy. that's why that's why our midfield seems shallow. Whenever Shaka plays with someone like Ceballos or mm-hmm. El Neni, you get what I mean? We don't progress the ball. We don't create chances. Nothing. Because, because they need someone to cover up for Grand Shaka yeah. and his, his, his error proneness. Shaka is a poor man's Mikel Obi, honestly. Bro. Just slowing down the game as in, man, just an annoying character. And I, I always pass it sideways. If the day we'll make progress at Arsenal is the day that Granit Xhaka is no longer the linchpin of our midfield. If we can replace Xhaka with a player of true quality um, in that midfield, then I think we will see Arsenal reach another level that we currently just have this barrier that we can't break through. Uh, and I think I mentioned it on the pod. So I completely agree. My fear is just that because he's performing so well under Arteta, Ateta might be inclined to try and build around him deficiencies and all. Same way he's inclined to keep starting William deficiencies. And all. Uh-huh. I think I think the William thing it might it might be an ego ego situation because I think Ateta has an ego. Mm-hmm. I think he does, and I think he wants to prove us right that he made the right call by signing William, who I personally think is finished. But <laughs> let's let's wait and see. But yeah, <laughs> let's, let's wait and but, see. But the mad thing, mad thing is he does have the most Premier League assists, if I'm not wrong. He does, no, in, in Arsenal, yeah, and he's in top 10 yes, in the Premier yeah, League. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is And that's, that's very strange. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Unbelievable. Um, Another season of, let's see what happens next season for Arsenal. I just think Bro. the journey is going to be really tough because obviously we're not going to have Europe or Champions League next season. So I, I, I really hope so. I really market. hope so. I don't need I don't need Europa League round of 32 games. It's so insulting. I'm sick of it. <laughs> so, let's it gives us money and league. it gives us clout though. So we can Bro, make the right what clout? What clout? Getting banged up by Chelsea in the final in Baku. Mazuno, nah, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. So considering um Mikel Arteta's spell in Arsenal so far, I mean like considering he's mm-hmm. one the FA Cup, you know, within, I think, the first six, seven months of, you know, of the job, you know, and obviously, you know, the style of play, you know, the positivity within the squad and, you know, how the team is looking up, you know, and yeah. the potential, if you like, of Arsenal, you know, considering all of that, do you reckon Arteta is doing better than Oli? Um, well, first of all, um, I think that in terms of football is a game of trophies. We you have, to, yeah. you have to keep it real with that. And yeah. the fact remains that Ateta managed to win a trophy in his first couple of months on the job. So mm. it's football is a results-oriented game. And by results, Ateta is doing better. Solely really? on the fact that yes, solely on the fact that he, he has silverware. Yes, and only does not. But only does not. In terms, yes, in terms, in terms of like, has he gotten, has he fully laid down his tactical identity on the team? No. And I think that's simply because he's had less time with the team than Oli has had. Mm. Oli has been at United for much longer than Arteta has been at Arsenal. 
But you mm. know what? I honestly think in terms of potential, Ateta obviously has a higher ceiling. Interesting. His, edu- his education, man, he was educated by Pep Guardiola. And let's let's be real. Pep Guardiola is one of the most gifted managers that I've witnessed in my lifetime. That, that, and mm-hmm. You could say, you could say, oh, he's had big, big teams, blah, blah, blah. But watch the way he made those teams play is beautiful to see. And he has the seal of approval from Guardiola. Ateta, I'm speaking of now. Full seal so, of approval. Full seal of approval, bro. So I think that Ateta has something that that we are yet to see. He does, man. It, it's, it's building up, it's bubbling. You can see it because we ask now plays football sometimes. Wow. I'm just like, wow. Look at what he has done with Bukayo Saka. Like, that guy is, that guy is on his way to being a world beater if he continues at this pace. He has mm-hmm. changed the way Nicolas Pepe plays. He has, you know, he's doing things we can see. So, in terms of like who has more potential, I'll say Ateta, but in terms of who has, you know, really put down their tactical identity on their team. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done that with Man United. Um, so, yeah, like, that's that's how I see both managers right now. Well said. I thought that you was... shocked me, all. So What do you think? I mean, your question, if it was a leading question, because Arteta yes, has now, yes, now. Ole has done better at United. I, I would... I, I kind of differ from Manzino. Like, Ole has done better at United so far. But he has had longer... Um, he had a better squad to inherit in the first place, etc. So Oli's United team has obviously done better than Arteta's Arsenal. But does that make me think that Oli is a better manager than Arteta? The jury is clearly out on that. Because as you can see, if I from the guests that we get on every week, there's something about this guy there's so, that is it just emanates from the, fact the that... from the Arsenal guests that we get, you know. Yes, because guests who else? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, see, let, me, let me tell you why fans of other clubs will not say anything good about Teta. It's because it's bad, Bele. Our manager is one of the dopest guys in the Premier League, man. Facts, Everybody's bro. jealous of him. I hair. watch every press conference. Are you kidding me? Look at that guy's hair, bro. I'm jealous of Bro, him. I listen to this guy. I listen to every word Teta has to say. And, like, I don't know. If I to men, if you just took the time to listen to this guy, you, you get it. Mm. You just be like... Even when Arsenal plays badly, he's not ignorant. You know what I mean? Like, not, <laughs> and even when we play well, he's not ignorant as to the state of the club. Like, he never yes. should have could be. He's not ignorant yes. at all. He's very much aware of our deficiencies and mm. where we need to improve. It's just that we I don't like have... Him. We don't have the capability. But yeah, we need to, we need to move on from the Premier League uh, and actually just spend the next 10 minutes um, looking at... Uh, La Liga, Syria, Bundesliga, uh, and the and the French league. Um, before we round up today's episode, I think we spent quite a lot of time uh, on the Premier League. Uh, so as always, um, let's kick off with the Spanish La Liga. Um, and biggest result this week was a draw, one-one Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid, meaning Atletico still maintains uh, their spots at the top of the league, but they're only now, crucially, three points behind Madrid with a game in hand. Manzino, you're a guest on the show, so I'd love to get your thoughts. Do you think it's too late for Madrid, or uh, um, or can they come back? Um, no, no, I don't think it's too late for Madrid at all. I think the Spanish, Spanish league is actually... Um, the title race is actually in full swing right now, man. We're going to have... It's going to go down to the wire. Why? Hot take here. I think Atletico and Simeone are butlers. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Based on what history? I, yo, man, they bottled two Champions League finals against Madrid. Like, however you want to look at it, they bottled it. And when was the last time they won the league? They've bottled it so many times, bro. They're always bottling it. It's crazy. Like, yeah, Atletico are never supposed to win the league, though. So it should be more of no, like they've, had, they've, they've been, they've been in, they've been in commanding yeah, been positions in a couple of times, and they've blown it. Like last season, mm. for example, they blew it last season. They blew it so badly. Like I think that they're butlers, and Barcelona is a dark horse here. I think that if Lionel Messi 
just happens to go on a crazy scoring run, Barcelona is going to win the league. Now, as for Madrid, Madrid is looking so flat this season. That their usual so pizzazz is missing. Yeah. It's not there. I don't know what is, I don't know what's I going mean. on with them, but I think Madrid are with an outside chance of winning the league. I would say it's between Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Wow. That's how I see it. Yeah. That's how I see you heard it. it here first, ladies and gentlemen. That's a hot take for real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona, because everybody's talking about Coman getting sacked right now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. That's weird because I think that Coman was a stopgap, first of all. I don't think he's, he's going to be at Barcelona for long. But then he's actually doing what they brought him to do, which was steady the ship. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, oh, Barcelona is having a bad season. But it's but just because not. of the standard that they've set for themselves. They scored the most goals in La Liga. Yeah, by, by far, bro. Exactly. And they've considered the second most goals or something like that. Second you know? least, yeah. After yeah, yeah, second least. Third sorry. least, um, actually. So Atletico there we go. But I, I, like, I know there's Madrid. a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, you know, Barca is not having that bad of a season. And if you underestimate them... <laughs> It'll be peak for you when they're lifting the trophy, man. <laughs> I, I think they're starting to creep up now with their with their performances yeah, recently. Yeah, like, they're, they're slowly it, creeping up. And if they beat Atletico Madrid, guys, if Barcelona should beat Atletico Madrid, huh, it's, it's going to be truly <laughs> remarkable. It's going to be truly remarkable. Like Despite all the negative conversation around Barcelona and what's been happening, you know, they've just recently elected their new president. I think his name is Juan Laporta. Yeah. Laporte, yeah, that's yeah, the guy I mean, that wants to bring Ateta over. Laporte. Shit. Yeah, that's the guy, that's the guy, that, that's the guy that used to... He, he used to be the president of my uh, Barcelona. Yeah, think, he brought Pep um, in. At the early stages in, yeah. in Messi's career, yes. He brought Pep exactly. in to the room. So, um, there's, there, there's, there's, like the, the, there's quite the feeling of, of, of positivity within the Barcelona team now. There's, there's some hope. He hasn't come out to make a statement and say that He's going to, you know, try everything within the financial and economic possibilities of the club to keep Messi on. And wow. we know that this guy has a positive relationship with Messi. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, right now, I would not totally write off Barcelona. It's going to be quite historic. It's be like, what a story kind of situation where Barcelona win the league, you know. And, and I think they're even in the final of the Copa del Rey. Copa you know? del Rey yeah, they, 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 they've oh, knocked out oh. Sevilla. Yeah. After, after losing two nil, Sevilla in first Yeah, they should. Yeah. they should. So, so you know, they're now in line to win. You know, at least you know a, a cup trophy, least, you know, a domestic at cup least trophy. Two trophies, man. You it's know, looking, it's looking possible. Maybe the La Liga might be possible since since they have a game versus Atletico Madrid and they are three points away with probably superior, um, superior goal difference. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And um. Yeah, they're still in the Champions League. I don't know how. I don't know how possible that that nah, is. Nah, bro, isn't it crazy bro, how four one? They're not in the Champions League anymore. That's a foregone conclusion. No, come on, bro. They're not in the Champions League. Four one to PSG. They're gone. Yeah, that's right. So they no, can focus on the Liga. I'm so sorry. They can focus on yeah. the Liga, but I mean, isn't it crazy how quickly things can change in football? Four weeks ago, five weeks ago, Barcelona was a laughing stock in world football. But they just kept plugging away with their victories. Now Atletico is in bad form, and they're primed to take advantage of it. This the end of the season yeah. is going to be really, really hot. Um, Let me just see for two a bit. Madrid are not out of the conversation either, especially in terms of La Liga. If Barcelona, yeah, Madrid, Madrid, them, Madrid are never Arsenal out of the conversation if we're keeping it real. Let me but, also. Yep. I think out of the three teams that are in the conversation, they are further behind. Yeah. I mean, literally, mm. they are. And uh, I also want to say for Tuivi sick, these guys, Madrid should sack Zidane. Like, I don't know if that's a hot take, but Madrid needs to get rid of Zidane. Like, ever since he took over, the f- brand of football that I've seen them play has been poor. Like, poor. And he's blocking the development of yeah. the Especially in that midfield. Yeah. Casemiro Cross. Uh, Modric Pre needs to die. These guys are in their thirties. Um, I just I, think... I thought he was. I thought he was playing um, Valverde quite a bit. Though. 
Yeah, I think he flexes on Valverde um, above anyone else. Like, he comes next within that pecking order. But if you look at the starting lineup that he always reverts back to, beginning of the season, he tries. He starts different things. They start losing, then he reverts back to Casemiro, Kroos, and Modric to start. And then maybe during the game, he makes changes to bring them on. But even against Atletico, that was the, that was the three that started the game. Um, but yeah, let's, let's watch what happens in the Liga. We've, we've got like literally three minutes to round up with all of the other leagues. Um, so I'm just going to touch on the exciting stuff that occurred. Uh, it was their Classica in the Bundesliga this week. And as expected, as usual, Bayern Munich whooped Dortmund's ass. Um, except it was closer than that, Sha. It was closer than that, Sha. Dortmund scored was two nil. It was two nil to Dortmund in the first half, early on in the first yep. half. But by the time before first half finished, Baba, what was the score? Two two. <laughs> Standard operation. Um, and then in the eighty seventh minute, Goreska scored a goal and Lewandowski sealed it off, making it four two. Yes. That that's my story. It was a draw up until the eighty seventh minute. You know, it was. I, 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 I just I just I just want to say. Sorry, I on. just want to say Lewandowski. And you say that if Bayern whooped. Lewandowski. Lewandowski is, is a god. Yeah. He is in god. And Haaland is a demigod. Like I'm sorry for that. Yeah, yeah, for that argument about like Haaland and Lewandowski. Like Lewandowski literally just showed Haaland that look here, boy. You know, I'm your daddy. Exactly. I'm your dad. Bro, like oh, Steph Curry and Damian Lillard in the All Star game. <laughs> but that takes nothing away from 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 Haaland, though. He's going to get there. He's going to get there. Oh yeah, of course, of yeah, course. Haaland is the brightest prospect in terms of just like striking by miles. That guy mm. is going straight to the top. Like I don't see any other striker coming close to him at all right now. It's something we can get on. Um, and, Show them gang, gang, style, put a gang on them. Switch my fingers up and bang on them. Ooh, 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 ooh